you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! All I know is when I hear Ric Flair breaking a promo, I am all in, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Funkaholics podcast. We are going to be talking about Ric Flair's last match, and I brought in... You guys already know who he is, so I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> uh, but before we bring him in, uh, the Funkaholics podcast starts right now. You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Ooh, every time that Funkaholics intro drops, I just, the hair stands up on my arms, man. I don't know about you guys, but I love it, man. I love me some Funkaholics Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what we love. And right now, we love us some Ric Flair. Or don't. I don't know. Sal, talk to me, brother. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Got to drop that first before anything else. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to talk about that match, but I, I know both me and you had some mixed feelings at the end. Right. Yeah. It, it literally took me days to process what I watched. Yeah. I... Uh, I've, <laughs> it's uh, guys. Trust me when I say. And then for those of you that have seen this, it's this is a very hard pill to swallow. Um, I I don't know. I still kind of in shock. I I, I kind of feel like we watched like Faces of Death or something, bro. And and it was something like we had to see, but we shouldn't have seen. Yeah, but like we a, watched it anyways. Yeah, it was like a bad car wreck that you just couldn't look away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in true Funkaholics form, before we get into the shit and we start talking about uh, Mr. Flair, uh, we are going to do what we always do over here, and that's a toast. Salud. Salud. Cheers, brother, to another Cheers. great episode. Yeah. And Ric Flair's health. <laughs> 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 and we're staying hydrated, unlike yeah. Ric Flair. Unlike Ric Flair. Jeez, man. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll get into that, guys. Like, uh, Trust me, strap in because this is going to be a, a very interesting podcast. It's going to be one. Um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure me and Sal are going to have a lot to say on here that uh probably surprise you guys as well. So, like I said, strap in. We're going to get into this. So, um, there was... Obviously, the wrestling world is caked with social media. And I follow Ric Flair on social media. Yeah, there was vi- there was videos that popped up of him training with Jay Lethal. Right. Months ago. Months ago. Mm-hmm. So, tell me your impression, bro. Like, how did he look? I, Dude, I was so surprised. He looked good. I don't want to go as far as saying he looked great, but for his age, I mean, he was... Running the ropes, taking bumps. 
it was surprising how good he looked. Right. Or, or how good he looked with Jay Lethal making him look probably even better than he was, but it looked good, you know? And so after seeing those videos, when they announced that he was going to have one last match, um, I was excited, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Like I've always been a flair fan. He's, he's my favorite singles wrestler of all time. Um, you were drinking the Ric Flair Kool-Aid, right? Oh, dude. Yeah. I was all in. I'm like, <laughs> g- give me, a farewell goodbye match have him come out do a couple spots give me some woos and i'll be happy right you know what i mean totally and and seeing the way those training videos came out i was like cool he looks like he's in good enough a shape to give us a a a decent show and you know a solid 10 15 minutes maybe yeah you know what i mean yeah i'm with you totally with you man and that's where i that's where i kind of want to draw the story you know what i mean so the story that we're going to be telling today and and I, and I want to build it up. So that's where it all started. So, guys, we were – I was just where Sal was. I was watching these videos. I was like, God damn, this dude's 73, 74 years old. He's looking really good for that age, you know, mm-hmm. taking bumps, you know, uh, doing body slams, taking a body slam. Um, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid too. and Get ready. I was totally ready. Yep. Um. We so Sal shoots me a text message like, bro, uh, check to see if you can get Ric Flair's last match. And I was like, all right. So I go and look for it. I find it. And I'm like, bro, we're ready to go. So Sal shows up, comes down. We're, we're chopping it up. We're, we're, uh, I think we actually recorded an episode that day as well. Mm-hmm. That, that was the day we recorded the um, San Diego Comic Con uh, WWE drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the mega drop. Yeah. Um, so we did, we did the pod and then we watched. The, um, his last match exactly mm-hmm. and so guys this was promoted by jim crockett promotions jim crockett promotions which hasn't been around since the fuck 80s right right <laughs> so that was cool too is that it, it just had this very old school vibe right there's jim crockett promotions um we had tony shivani yeah they had and- to- tony shivani they had um David Crockett there also commentating. Um, the backdrop, behind yeah, they had them. the old school, yeah, old school look. I mean, I mean it, it just had this really cool vibe. And the other thing is, it wasn't just because the match was on Sunday, but they had it was. Uh, I think it started Thursday, right? Yeah, Th- like I think they did a Ric Flair roast, which I believe was on Thursday. I think. Yeah. I don't, all I know is it started Thursday, Friday. It was like a whole weekend event. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they made it into a big old team. It was kind of like a WrestleCon. Exactly. Like they had um, – I know the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast did a live podcast from there. There's other people doing podcasts from there because um, Ric Flair's son-in-law is Conrad, right? Yes. And Conrad does all the uh, big deal in the, in the podcast world, right? He's got Jeff Jarrett and Arn and all those guys. And so um, it was an event. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, here's his match, whatever. It was a weekend-long they had a fan fest where you could go get autographs, buy collectibles. Like, like you said, it was like a WrestleCon, right? Right. There was matches going on. It was it was a whole thing. And, so, like, and, people and, were all in. Yeah, and for everyone that knows Ric Flair, like, this is the way that he's going to go out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like yeah. you said, make it a, a huge. He was going to be an event. Yeah, yeah. And I so, mean, shit. When we went to WrestleMania, we got to see his tailgate. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So we know that this guy is. Uh, 
the limousine riding, jet flying, exactly. you know, son of a gun. And I mean, you know, when when Ric Flair goes all out, I mean, literally, guys, we're not shitting you when when we say that he he, he lives that life. Out. Yeah, I mean, he lives that life. He literally lives which that life. <laughs> I think is what caught up to him, <laughs> right? Because, like I said, it, this wasn't. It's not like he showed up Saturday to wrestle on Sunday. He was there since Thursday. And it looks like he was living it up the whole time, having some drinks and enjoying you know, himself. You know what, bro? I didn't even think about that, but that makes a good point. Cause, and we'll we'll get to that part. But like, remember how we said when we first saw him step into the ring, we're like, "What the fuck? Something's not right." Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll get into that when we get to the match. Um, I think he just made a great point where maybe he was a little too much Ric Flair. Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and yeah, and didn't save himself. So yeah, that's interesting. I, I, we'll definitely cover into. We'll definitely get into that one. Um, so they put on a hell of a card. I mean, yeah, in all honesty. yeah. So I mean, aside from all like like I said, the the fan fest and the roast and these podcasts and dude, I, I there was a whole slate of events that they had. There was a lot going. Yeah, on. they the actual. M- match wasn't just a match it was a whole card right and what was very cool about the card is they had people from all different companies they had uh aew um impact new japan new japan triple a i mean uh, uh what's the gcw gcw i mean they they had wrestlers from everywhere all on the same card which yep when do you see that right you know so that was that was very cool and um, yeah, I mean, it was. I was surprised. We really enjoyed the undercard. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a some uh, matches that stood out more than the others, which we'll cover right now. But it was it was a solid. How long was it? Maybe two and a half, three hours. I yeah, guess. I want to say it was two and a half to three hours. Yeah, and it was solid. It went by quick. It did. Yeah, a lot of the matches were great, and we're going to talk about who stole the show. I know me and Sal were really impressed with with that match, um, but. Um, just to to give you guys an idea, and we'll you know we'll go through each one. But the matches that we got to see is so we had Marshall uh, Marshall and Ross, the Von Erics, uh versus Dem Boys, the Briscoes. Yep, we are Briscoe fans, big time. So uh, uh, Briscoes are awesome. Briscoes are awesome. We we love them. I like I like I tell Sal all the time. I go, they're they're the twentieth century bushwhackers. Yeah, they're, um, they're fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean the last time before this is when I came over. And we watched the uh, Ring of Honor card at yeah. your house. Went to watch uh, FTR and uh, Briscoe's rematch, which was a fucking that. That's probably match of the year. Yeah, like if you guys missed it, Google it or YouTube it, whatever. And right, better than any WWE, better than any <laughs> AEW. FTR Briscoe's two out of three falls was incredible. Oh yeah, incredible. and those those guys got a great fucking like uh, rivalry going on. Yeah. So I definitely hope we get to see some more matches from yeah, them. I hope so. But yeah, so um, I'd never seen the Von Erics. I guess they're in Major League Wrestling. Major League Wrestling. Um, so I'd never seen them before. Um, they're decent. I mean, obviously the, uh, the Briscoes are a bigger name. The Briscoes did win, but it was an inter- it was a solid match. It was a good match. Yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. It was cool too to to see the Von Erics too because I mean, one of them wrestled barefoot. Um, yeah. they use the claw as one of their yeah. one of their finishers. So yeah, it was definitely throwbacks to to the Von Erichs of the eighties. Exactly. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I was kind of loving because uh, you know we we talk about the lineage of Ric Flair and all the history and everything, but um, 
a lot of wrestlers that he wrestled, their sons were in this event. Yeah, which pretty is crazy. Really crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so that was really cool. That was a that was a really great match. I mean, like I said, we're we're huge Briscoe fans, so we always we always get into that and and get excited about that. Um, we didn't get to see this match, but it was uh, Clark Connors versus Ren uh, Narita. Um, this yeah, is, I think we were still recording when this one went off. Yeah, I think this was in the like the pre. I don't know what they call it, the pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. So yeah, we we missed this one, so I, I can't even, we can't really speak to it. Yeah, I really can't talk about that one. And then this is a killer cross with Scarlet, and he took on Harry Smith, and it was pretty much a, a, a squash match. Yeah, I mean, cross. I don't think it lasted five minutes, did Mm-mm. it? Yeah. It was a quick one. Yeah, it was quick. He went in, smashed him, and got out and get out. Yeah, but again, it's kind of cool. Well, cross now back in the WWE, right? Yeah. And then Harry Smith, uh the son of uh one of the Bulldogs, British Bulldogs. Yep. That was really that was really cool. I mean, watching that match, um the dude's built like a British Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he like I was like, "Fuck, why hasn't somebody picked him up?" You know and what I mean? He looks like him too. Yeah. He looks a lot like them. Yeah. So, that was that was a, a solid match. They actually had a I mean, it was a squash match, but it was it was good for what it was. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I my guess is Killer Cross because he showed up in WWE the next week. Yeah, so they might have known him. Like, hey, you got to get my guy over. Yep, you know what I mean. It's interesting. So I um I listened to the um to the Busted Open podcast, mm-hmm. and Bully Ray was talking about that whole thing. And I guess Bully Ray caught Killer Cross at a time where he was really down and out um, after the release from WWE. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Bully Ray told him. Give it time, great things will come. And sure enough, Triple H picked up the phone, called him, and, well, and they brought him back in. And it's kind of funny. I mean, I, not to go off on a tangent, but um, it it it's kind of weird he didn't sign with anyone. So I wonder if Triple H didn't give him the the kind of nod, like, "Hey, we're gonna get you back in here as soon as I can," kind of thing. I think it was because I mean, uh, he's too good to not of of sign. Because he didn't wrestle anywhere, I don't think, did he? Or very, very, very little. He was doing house shows, really. Um, yeah, he might have been doing small indies, but yeah, like he was doing a lot of uh, autograph signings and stuff like that to make money. Yep. But he, I mean, he definitely should have been on AEW. But like I said, maybe he got the heads up, like, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm bringing you back as soon as I can." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to see that in the forefront, bro. When we went to stand and deliver, what happened with Champa? Right. I right. mean. Triple H hugged him long enough, bro, to tell him, like, hey, dude, <laughs> just hang tight. Yeah, hang tight. <laughs> There's something coming down the pike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. So then we we got the girls wrestling. So we got Rachel Ellering, Jordan Grace, and Deanna Prazzo. Yep. And um, it, was, <laughs> it was weird because in the first, what, minute? Yeah, Two the minutes, first minute. Uh, Rachel Ellering hurt herself. Yeah. They were doing this weird spot where the three of them kind of grabbed each other and they rolled and she got her uh, ankle caught underneath her. And Yeah, she rolled her ankle. She rolled her ankle nasty and to the point where she rolled out of the ring and got doctor attention and the other two just kind of went on for a little bit without her. But credit to her, she got back in the ring and finished the match. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they went a solid, what, 10, 15? It was, yeah, I want to say that one went for about 15 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean... Deanna and Jordan Grace are two of the top 
well, they're impact the, wrestlers. They're the top in women's impact, but I think even if you could, were to compare them to the WWE and, and AEW uh, women, they're they're legit. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Rachel Ell- Ellering, I honestly I hadn't seen her before that that match, and she was okay. I mean, she, I don't know. I, she got hurt, so I don't know if she was holding back or not. But I mean, kudos to her for getting through it. And again, an, another solid match. Yeah, it was another great match. Um, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, huge kudos to her for, for getting back in, toughening it out, and finishing the match. That yeah. was really good. Um, Then we've got... This was a really good fucking match. I want to say this one's almost runner-up just because of Jacob Fatu. Yeah, um, I had heard of him. I want to say I'd seen highlights of him. But uh, Jim Cornette always speaks really highly of him. And, geez, he's a big dude who is super athletic. Yeah. He was doing some crazy moves. Yeah. He so, was doing those oh shit moves where yeah. you're just like. Yeah. So, Jacob Fatu was fighting Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. And um, it was a really good, entertaining match. And then it, got, it went off the rails. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but I think that, obviously, they did that on purpose because they didn't want. Yeah. We we, we yeah. saw who we got to see, right? Yeah, we I mean, because like, it looked like Jacob Fatu was going to take the belt off Alexander, and you're like, are you going to have a belt change on a, a pay-per-view that's not the company's pay-per-view? And then all of a sudden, the major pod boys come flying yeah. in the ring and, <laughs> and uh, you know, take on both these guys and knock them out. So, you know, the, the match got thrown out because... Right. These guys came in, you know, Myers, Cardona, and Smart Mark all came in and, you know, put the fucking... Did they hit him with a chair? What did they hit him with? Something. I don't know what they did. It was probably fucking Cardona's brace. <laughs> something. I don't remember. Yeah, they hit him with something. And then, uh, but then, DDP comes out of the crowd and fucking uh, Diamond cuts uh, Cardona. Yeah, that was awesome. So, uh... That was... So... In all honesty, bro, when we were watching this, I wasn't expecting something like that. So I thought no. that was great that they brought that storyline yeah. in there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of throw everything off. But like you said, I don't think they were going to have Josh Alexander lose the title to Fatu. Yeah. It felt like it was going to happen. Yeah, it did. But I don't think, like like you said, like are they really going to fucking change the title on a... But here's the thing, on though. Flair's last match? If, they, if they rematch on an Impact pay-per-view, I might watch it. Right? Like, where I don't normally watch an Impact pay-per-view. That was like a teaser. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of was like, oh, hey, th- these guys are good. Let's check Let's check out Impact. Yep. So, which I'm, I'm sure was the reason a lot of these companies let their uh, wrestlers come. Yeah. You know, and be on the show is, you know, it's almost like a like a mini commercial, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, let's put let's put some uh, good matches on and hopefully it, it draws people to, to our show. Absolutely. But, yeah, it was fun. It was really great. I, I Like Sal said... I had my expectations weren't high. Oh yeah, they were kind of like in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, honestly, but, it was more like, all right, let's get through, let's get through these matches to get to the main event. Yeah, exactly. And instead, we were like, oh man, that was good. Yeah, like yeah. I almost wanted, like I was almost kind of pissed that the fucking major yeah. wrestling podcast fucking jumped in. Yeah, and uh, and and stopped the fight. You know what I mean? But. It was it was a great match, all in all. And that's why I was saying like this one's like a close runner up. Um, we're getting closer. Well, actually, we're going to talk about. I want to say the mat the 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 match of the night. Oh yeah, this match stole the show. 
And we're talking Ray Phoenix, Torres, Laredo Kid, and Bandido. Right. And it was a, a four-way lucha match uh, from the triple, representing AAA. And holy shit. Yeah. These guys were doing crazy stuff I had never seen before. And non-freaking-stop. Yeah. Like, you could not catch your breath. It was just move after move, and they were spinning off of each other and taking crazy dives. Yep. Bro, I easily became a fan of Bandido. Oh, yeah. After that match, like, I was just, like, fucking looking him up. I followed him on Instagram. I'm like, this dude is legit. Somebody picked this guy up. Like, what are you doing? That's a lot of talent being pissed away or not not well yeah being pissed away because they're not letting the world see this guy yeah i think he was ring of honor he was ring of honor champ for a while um yeah i i I don't know enough about him maybe he said something or pissed off the wrong person and maybe that's i'm kind of like the briscoes right the briscoes have some controversial tweets from like 10 years ago yeah so that's why these companies keep their hands off him. I believe that's the same with Jacob Fatu. So there's something that he did or said, and you either, know, either. we're in such a PC culture now. No one wants to touch right. anyone who just even tweeted something wrong. Or he could be one of those wrestlers that just loves doing the indie scene. You Maybe know what I mean, and Maybe. that's where you know that's where he shines. I mean, if he's in AAA, I, I bet you he makes a shit ton of money in Mexico anyway. It's, oh yeah. You know he's a hell of a wrestler, man. He got he got a lot of my respect. I mean, I've always loved Ray Phoenix too. Ray Phoenix is a fucking stud. Yeah. Um, that Taurus guy. Yeah, Ooh, I was just gonna beast. say that. Beast. And then wrestling with that fucking mask on. Yeah, the whole he, so time? he wrestles with like a, a a bull mask. Yeah. Right. And yeah, because I even asked you, I was like, he's not gonna wrestle with that on, is he? I didn't think so either. Because he's got horns and everything. I was like, there's no <laughs> fucking way he can maneuver. And no, he wrestled the whole match and. And he he's a big dude, but he can move. Yeah, yeah. And then even Laredo Kid, smaller guy, but I mean, he was doing some crazy shit. Yep. So especially outside of the ring, these guys were doing some yeah. fucking crazy shit. Yeah. Everything off the ropes, guys. Like I said, you guys think that you've seen some high flyers? Uh, I I guarantee, like I I challenge you, or not even challenge you. I'm telling you, watch this match. Like yeah. you have to. And I believe AAA has a. A pay-per-view, is it August or October? can't remember. But now now it, it worked, right? Now I want to watch the next AAA pay-per-view. Yep. Because I'm like, if even a third of their matches come close to this on that pay-per-view, it'll be fucking worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm all in. And I, like I told you, I'm, I'm taking a trip to Mexico City in, in about a month. Dude, I, I've already told my wife. I'm like, I'm sitting a day aside. We're going to the luchas. Nice. Like, I need to see this shit in person. Yeah. Like, and I looked it up. Dude, ticket like front row tickets are like eighteen dollars. No so, way. I swear to you. Oh, bro, you I definitely like, need to sit up front. Get us some video, dude. I'm like, I'm sitting somewhere in the front three yeah. rows. I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I'll corner them if I yeah. have to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going. I'm, like, I'm going to be in the front. I'm that'll like, be legit, bro. And then that's like a that's another thing that you can check off the bucket list. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, because I want to say they've been doing, like, matches there. The, the, the day I'm there, so I'm not going to be able to make it to probably to this. So it's crazy because in Mexico City, they have wrestling every Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday in that stadium. No shit. Yeah. That's crazy, right? 
And they love they love their luchadors and yeah. everything down there. So over there, it's a CMLL. And in September, they will be celebrating their 85th year of existence. Oh, bro. That's so. going to be... So, yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, while I'm there, maybe I can pick up some kind of, like, special merch or something. I don't, I don't know. Right. I'm just... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited to go, you know? That's going to be badass. That's going to be sick. Um, so, guys, like the, like I said, the, uh, in my personal opinion, these guys stole the show. Like, they were the they were the match of the night. And uh, like I said, I, I definitely encourage you guys to just go out and see it. Um, you can actually go out to StarCast.com. And each match, they have a play button. I don't know if it's highlights or if it's um, the entire match, but definitely go out there and check it out. That's uh, starcast.com, S-T-A-R-R-C-A-S-T.com. Um, and just uh, and just give it a look. Like, I promise you guys won't be disappointed. Um, another match, we I don't think we got to see this one, but we had... No, the, we did. We did see this one? Yeah, we watched so we had the Wolves, Davey Richards, and Eddie Edwards versus Motor, Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. We did. Yeah. Because I, uh, I had the... Team. Yeah. I had oh. the Chris Sabin flashback. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... Uh, from what I remember, it was a solid tag match. It was. Thank God we didn't get the fucking... The same thing with fucking uh, Chris Sabin's chest fucking... Painted with fucking chops. Oh, yeah. When we went and watched him against, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to blink. Yeah, it's, uh, what's his name? Switchblade. Just, yeah. He's the one that just showed up to AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, from New Japan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jay White. Jay White. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, they beat the shit out of each other <laughs> yeah, when we went did. to WrestleCon. So, guys, uh, I, I, I want to say you're kind of the culprit, Sal, that, started this <laughs> oh under- no blame me again <laughs> this underground wrestling you know what i mean because when we went to impact bro I- I'll-, I'll be straight up i had the time of my life oh dude it was so much fun it was so great and then like even like you know these wwe house shows that we go to we always have a blast you know what i mean i i'll say it i actually love house shows more than being at an actual like pay-per-view event because mm-hmm. it just seems like the wrestling is totally different they're having more fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like they can be themselves instead of having to be this like scripted character spitting out scripted words. Like they're just there to put on a show. Yeah, like they're they're time. there to get the. They're pop. doing what they love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could when when we went to this last house show and uh, that Drew McIntyre uh, Sami Zayn match blew me away. How good it was. Yeah, blew me away. But these guys were doing shit you'll never see on TV. Right. You'll never see it. Maybe, well, maybe not with Triple H, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff you would not see normally on a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Just the way they were going at each other. and the, Yeah. But, yeah, that's the beauty of house shows. Yep. Um, All right, guys. So then we had, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we had, uh, repre- or what is that? Yeah, representing the Rock and Roll Express, we had Carrie and Ricky Morton. With Robert Gibson against representing the Four Horsemen, Brian Pillman Jr., Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson, the Enforcer. Yeah, so <laughs> you have Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express 
can't but, believe he's still wrestling, I mean, bro. I know, but and he's doing okay. I mean, he didn't look bad. Yeah, so he's there with his son, and then uh, Robert Gibson was just like a corner man. He didn't get in the ring, and then on the other side, Arn was a corner man. He didn't get in the ring. But you had Arn's son Brock, and then uh, Pillman's son Brian Pillman Jr. Yep. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was what it was. Yeah. It, it was entertaining. I, it, I, mean, I think it was just there more for, like you said, to have familiar faces yeah. from Rick's older days. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't anything great. Yeah, you know, but it it was all right. It was good. I mean, they it played, was cool to see Arn. It was cool to see yeah. the Rock and Roll Express. It was more like to be like, oh, it's cool to see those guys just come out and you know. Right. But the match quality was. I got to give credit to Ricky Morin. Like, he actually surprised me because I thought this dude was going to go in, maybe do a couple moves or whatever, and then get out of the No, he, he, he took some bumps. Yeah, he took some bumps. Yeah. Um, I know him and Brock Anderson were, you know, kind of going back and yeah. forth for a moment there. That was pretty good. Uh, guys, for any of you who want to just take a, like, rewind wrestling um, and see Arn Anderson when he was young. Just take a look at his son, Brock Anderson. They're <laughs> no. fucking identical. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, all in all, that was a really great match. Uh, or I, I don't say really great match. I say it was a really good match. And it's, uh, I guess it met expectations. At yeah, least for I me. mean, it was, like I said, I think it was just there more for the nostalgia of seeing those guys come out. Right. Yeah. Then we had the Bunkhouse Battle Royal. Um. Yeah, we, this was also in the pre-show. We didn't yeah, catch this. I was going to say, like, I don't remember um, anything about this one. That one dude from GCW won, and because he won, he got a shot at a uh, uh, Moxley that okay. w- that week for the AEW interim belt, which obviously Moxley won. Right. But um, I can't remember the guy's name. And then we had Jonathan Grisham, Nick Wayne versus. No, it was a four-way. Oh, no, it was a four-way. Yeah, it was a we four-way. We had Ellen Angels and Kona, Konosuke Takashita. Takashita. Takashita? Yeah. Takashita? Takashita. <laughs> Takashita. <laughs> yeah. Take, I think it's Takashita is how you say it. Something like that. <laughs> that dude's New Japan, right? No, he is... Um, is he fuck. Impact? No, he's from Japan, but... God, it's, I'm drawing a blank on what... Fetty's from, but the guy's solid. Yeah, he just left the United States um, yesterday. He came. He did a four month stint in the um, United States, starting with um, the Ford. Like, I think he was here a little bit before the Forbidden Door that helped promote it. And um, he's been on AEW, and he did this, and he's had some solid matches. I hope he bring, comes back. Yeah, um, he was actually way better than anyone expected, and I think he got over more than anyone expected. So. Hopefully he comes back. Um, to be honest, I don't remember this match a whole lot. It, I, I, I remember Gresham won. Yeah, which you know they were going to because he was bitching about losing his belt to Cesaro at the Ring of Honor. Yeah, um, pay per view. It it was a good match. Um, I I think I was paying more attention to Nick Wayne because just of how, how like I mean he looked like a. Uh, he looked like a crazed fan that jumped out of the Yeah, he was like out a tiny crowd. dude. Yeah. It was weird. Super skinny. Like I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I can Yeah. I don't know if I can buy into this dude, but I mean he held his own. He did alright. Yeah, it did yeah, it, it was good. a match. Yeah. I mean four way matches are hard to make entertaining anyway. Yeah. It was because, a filler. 
Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It took time. A lot of this was a filler, and some were just more entertaining fillers than the rest. Right. That's that's pretty much the undercard. Yeah, that was the entire undercard. And um, like I said, I, like we said, the AAA match stole the show, and then the Fatu um, Josh Alexander match, I, I think, was a, a second solid. Like those two matches could have been on any pay per view and and held up their own. Oh, Same yeah. with the Briscoes. I think those three matches you could put it on a WWE, AEW show, Impact show. They 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 were solid matches that that would you know stand up. The I like the way they booked them too because I mean there was like a really great match and they gave the crowd a little bit of a break and then you know mm-hmm. what I mean and the thing that I that I liked about it too is you know because we always pay attention to whether the crowd's into it or not. Um, for a lot of those matches that we just talked about that we said that were, you know, that were really, really good matches, the crowd was into it. Oh yeah. They were, they were, they were really loud. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm not sure what the official number was for the crowd, but whatever it was, it, they were, they were there. They were a, a lively crowd. They, they weren't sitting on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it kept the pay-per-view moving for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming to the main event. Guys, so, oh, man, this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a tough one for me. So, um, well, let's, so it's, at first, no one really knew, so who was Flair going to fight, right? Yeah. And then people thought, well, is it going to be Flair against somebody? And then the rumors linked that it was going to be a tag. And then, so, which made more sense? Which made more sense? And then, so everyone assumed because Jay Lethal was in the videos training with him, he would be opposite of Flair. Um, and then I actually thought Jay Lethal was going to be tagging with him. Not, but then they, I, I never did because I was like, these guys are working together, so they already have a routine down. You know what I mean? Right. Um. And oh then, yeah, that makes that makes more sense. And then when um, they announced Andrade would be. Flair's partner that made sense because that's his new son-in-law. <laughs> um, before Jeff Jarrett, I had heard Ricky Steamboat was going to be on the other side. Oh shit! And actually, um, I was watching the High Spots um, sign it live with Ricky Steamboat, and they asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, they've asked me." Blah blah. blah. He goes, "I just don't want to do it." He goes, "I I." He gave the right answer, right? He said he wouldn't represent himself the way he would want in that in that match. Yeah. And so he'd rather just let the memories be. You know what I mean? Which is something Ric Flair probably should have fucking said. Right. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's what everyone always remembers is, is Flair versus Steamboat, right? They're legendary matches. So yeah. who better to have the, you know. The match with. Than, the match with. Yeah. But um, Steamboat bowed out. Um I can't remember who the other rumors were. I can't. There was somebody else. I'm drawing a blank. But Steamboat was the main one until he he shut it down. Um, and then out of nowhere, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett popped up, and it came about because, like we said, Ric Flair's son-in-law is Conrad Conrad Thompson, and he's also the one who hosts Jeff Jarrett's yep podcast, right? So he hosts a lot of them. He does one with Kurt Angle too. Yeah, he, and he has the one with Arn. I think um, he does one with Road Dog too. Yeah, maybe, 
No, I think Road Dog has something he, different. He, I think he's, he's all over the place, yeah, though. He does all the ad-free shows, right? Yeah. Um. So they basically started it through there, right? Like, they did, like, a podcast kind of. Yeah. Like, didn't Flair say something about Jeff Jarrett? And Jeff Jarrett said something back about Flair, blah, 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 blah. Like, trying to hype up the match, obviously. And then um, he started some shit with Jay Lethal, saying Jay Lethal was yeah. He made some off comment about Jay Lethal, something Flair, about the training Flair together. did about yeah, yeah. And so then it culminated in Jared and Lethal beating up Flair in a parking lot and yep. leaving them all bloody. <laughs> I mean, like he was a bloody mess. Yeah. And it, even that was hard to watch. Like, come on, man, you don't you right. don't need to be doing that. And um, so that was the buildup for the match, which yeah. which. Honestly, it didn't need buildup. The the buildup was that it's Ric Flair's last match. We didn't need. I like, think, like, come on, no one actually thought there was heat between right Flair and Lethal and Flair and Jeff Jarrett. I think the training videos alone would have left it perfect to where there's an inkling in you where you're just like, out of curiosity, he doesn't right? look bad. I got to see where this goes. Yeah, which is exactly what got me. Right. right. Same thing for me. Um, we also had the little the little skits where they were going backstage, they were in the locker room, they're talking to J E double F J A double R E double T, but he's also got a guest in there. Remember? Jerry Lawler fucking comes oh, yeah. out and starts cutting a promo and talking yeah. shit about Ric Flair. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So we got we got that, a little bit of entertainment. Um, so, guys, this is where it was extremely hard for me and Sal knows because, I mean, I was at the edge of my seat. So they introduce Andrade. They introduce Jared. Jay Lethal comes out. I, uh, Karen even comes out with, with Jared. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's wife. And uh, so we're waiting. And then all of a sudden, the music hits. Ric Flair comes out. And. Uh, well, he looks off from the start. He right? looks off from the start. And we're like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And I think we really noticed when well, he was trying to unveil. The, he, he had his original, the original big, t- big gold, big gold title, right? The the championship. He had the actual one that supposedly had been missing for all these years. Yep. Somehow they tracked it down. He had it for his last match, but I. So he tried strapping it on his waist, and I'm assume, I'm assuming he's it didn't fit him anymore. Well, it it was on his waist. But the robe was around it. So remember when he was, like, turning around to, like, undo it? Like, he was taking a solid minute. Yeah, it looked like he was, like, fucking with himself. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. Because then, like, literally when he took it off, he just threw it on the floor and then fucking made his way to the ring. Yeah. Which was, I'm just like, what? Like, what's happening here? Well, then, like, what I noticed, this is Ric Flair. This is his last match. He did not milk the entrance whatsoever. Mm-mm. I because I was expecting him to come out and and you know put the hands up and and because he had this beautiful robe that they designed just for his last match. I thought he was going to do the spin. You know, I thought a little bit of a strut down to the ring. Nothing. None of that. None of that. As soon as he dropped that belt, he just kind of walked to the ring, kind of already out of it. 
Like he, he looked was, drunk. It, it was yeah. I mean, you even asked like, is he drunk? Like, what's what's going on? Like, it it was just off. Yeah. I mean, remember even when so when they when he stepped when they actually got inside the ring and the announcer was introducing them, bro. There was a moment where he like took a step back, mm-hmm. but he put his hand out like he was gonna fucking fall. Right. Which we all talk about then. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like I don't know. Like it it, it was. Yeah, I mean, from the start, we just kept looking at each other like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, this isn't right. Like, yeah. he, he he looked drunk or on something or... You know what I was having flashbacks of, bro, when that shit was going down? Scott Hall. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. And even, even Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Like, we adore these fucking people, and then we see them, like, at that moment. I didn't want to see Ric Flair like that. Yeah. Well, especially because you saw, like we, we keep saying, we saw those training videos where he looked, his eyes had like that sparkle in him, right? Like yeah. he looked like he was enjoying himself in the ring and the match hadn't even started yet. And he, his eyes looked glazed over. Like it was just odd. Yeah. And so like, I don't remember the match blow for blow. Right. Because I th- I think I was in a little bit of a, like shock watching it because i almost didn't want to believe what i was watching but um we were quiet watching that match yeah it was weird but we like we would just kind of look at each other every so often be like i think yeah like i think you and i were just trying to like comfort each other like go off of each other and being like it's okay right bro like Like, like, should we change the channel like (laughs) you know what i mean like he's not gonna fucking fall and die, die or like, I, I, know, like, <laughs> I was almost like fuck i don't want to see this man die because it looked like he was going bro, to bro i i literally think that's like why i was at the edge of my seat you know what i mean the whole time and then like i was going to you like oh sal tell me it's gonna be okay like, <laughs> you know well, what i mean because fuck man it was well ugh. so we'll pick out a few spots because Jarrett and jay lethal were solid. They were. They carried the fucking match. Jared still looks like he can wrestle. Holy shit, Jared is in awesome shape. Yeah. Um, but they did their side of it so well trying to cover up Flair. I mean Andrade he was solid too. He did what he did and he Well, okay, let me back up. My expectations of the match were Andrade would be in there 75% of the time. You'd tag in Flair. He'd come in, do a couple jabs, maybe the nut shot. You know what I mean? Give the crowd some woo. Yeah. You know, do a little strut. Eventually get a figure four for the win. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe, you know, take a a bump and do his flop onto his face. Right. You you know, like the iconic Flair stuff. I was like... Get him in there maybe three times throughout the match. Have him do each time one of his, you know, signature moves, and I'd love it. Right. I don't need to see him do more than that. But this man went in there trying to do more than he could. He was in the ring way more than he should have been. That match went on way too long. That was, what, half hour? And he was in there. It felt longer than that, bro, because I think, I like... I was so fucking tense and just stressed yeah. out about what might happen to him. 
like it just felt like the fucking match would never end. Yeah. And he was in there way longer than he should have been. Yeah. So at one point, uh, Jeff Jarrett got his wife's shoe and hit Flair with it and busted. Well, he obviously bladed himself, but Flair was a fucking mess. Yeah. He was bleeding like a stuck pig, which I didn't want to see. Which I think confirms our fucking uh, what we were thinking, bro, because when you have blood in your system, what happens? Your blood's lighter, and you're going to bleed more. Oh, when you have alcohol, you're saying? Yeah, when you have alcohol. What did I say? When you said when you have blood in your system. Oh, when you have blood in your system. God damn. That's how, see, you guys, I'm still in shock with, <laughs> with with just talking about this. But when you have alcohol in your system, it I, it thins out your blood. You're going to bleed more. Yeah, because he was, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that we both were like, dude, this is bad. After that, there was a part where he tagged Andrade in. And Flair just laid in the corner like a fucking corpse. Yeah. And it wasn't for like... We kept saying, bro, he's not moving. Yeah. He's not moving. Like, like have It you wasn't seen like move? 10 seconds, 30... It was minutes. Minutes. He just laid there. And we we're like, is he okay? Right. It was crazy. Yeah. And bro, th- let's talk about what we saw from the crowd when they showed Undertaker... Mick Foley and Bret Hart and Bret Hart. They, they were all there in the crowd and their faces were like, what the fuck? Like they weren't, they weren't enjoying themselves. This is, I mean, this is obviously their close friend. Yep. They're watching their friend die in the fucking ring. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, the you look could, on Undertaker's face, bro, said it all. Mm-hmm. He looked uncomfortable and he looked fucking pissed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it was, it, which I think made it even more uncomfortable as a fan to watch. Yeah. Like, damn, look at their reaction. This isn't good. Yeah. So, so another moment that sticks out in my head is. So to, to win the match, Andrade hands Ric Flair a pair, of, a, a pair of brass knucks, right? And, you know, Ric Flair's supposed to hit, uh, was it Jay Lethal with him? I don't remember. He hit somebody with him, either Lethal or Jarrett. Lethal or Jarrett. I don't even remember anymore, honestly. <laughs> um, and he kept putting his hands in. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't grab them. So, like, Flair's laying on his face down. Andrade's trying to give him the knucks, and Flair's not grabbing them. Yeah. Like, it's like his arm went fucking limp. And, like, because even, like, when, so, I don't know if he got confused because they put it by his left hand. Right. And then he was like like not even putting his hand like yeah. in the in the holes or and then like somehow he came to and figured out that they got him in his, his yeah. right hand and I it was so bad. Yeah. It so was so he, bad. Do you know what happened? No. Okay, so let's talk about it. I'm cuz I I've heard some information that Rick Flair has now come out and said. Okay. I think I read the same thing, but so anyway, let's let's finish the match. Okay. So the other thing that st- stood out obviously was Flair did win the match with a figure four, but he couldn't even s- do the figure four. Yeah, <laughs> he was like passed out. Like in any other real match, he would have been counted out. Because his shoulders were on the on the mat right. as he did the figure four, so 
He was like dead weight for that figure four. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was. So he, him and Andrade won the match. He won it with a figure four that he really shouldn't have won because he, he was passed out. Right. Um, and then just watching him try to execute the figure four, bro, was so bad. Yeah. Like it it was, I mean, something that takes seconds looked like it took him five minutes. Yeah. And, and then I think it was Jay Lethal, right? He had to sit there and sell. So, you know, it didn't look as bad, but, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, so that, and then, so he's a bloody mess. He's barely conscious. Um, then instead of just getting this man some medical attention, they fucking cut a, a fucking interview with him <laughs> after the match. Well, okay. So we know that part, but let's, let's talk about the part in between that, bro. So remember when the match was over? And Andrade fucking grabbed him and, like, pulled him close to him. It looked like Andrade was, like, trying to wake him up. Remember? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're like, you kept telling me, you're like, bro, his mouth is open. Like, Oh, yeah, his mouth was just gaping open yeah. for, like, minutes. For minutes. And then they even threw water in there. And Andrade tried giving him water. I think he just, like, poured it on his face. Yeah. And then, like, that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. And then finally... Like, I, he, I guess he fucking came to or whatever, but then they, you know, roll him out of the ring, and then he goes and cuts that fucking promo. Yeah. Well, he goes and says, like... He, he goes, talks to Kid Rock. Yeah, he goes and talks he to Kid Rock, and gives Undertaker, love to everybody. and Foley, and Hitman, and his family, and then he went and he cut an interview, and then, and then so he's done with the interview, and so he's supposed to walk back up the the ramp and leave... But then all of a sudden he starts walking back down the ramp. <laughs> right. And everyone's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and then they try giving him the belt. And, like, he's, like, so out of it. He's not even grabbing it. So, like, for a second he holds it up and then just drops it. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess, man. It was, it was it's, like you said, it, like, you just wanted to look away. But you're like, fuck, I can't. Yeah. But, um. So going back to what I started, so on Ric Flair's podcast um, this week, he actually came out and admitted that he passed out, I think he said two or three times during the match. Yeah. Once, when we caught it, when you said he took a step back, before the match even started, he said he passed out, he didn't know where he was, and that he was telling Jay Lethal, like, like what the fuck, like, what's going on? And Jay Lethal's like, yeah, come on, Rick, it's time to go. And he was like, oh. And then he finally, all right, let's go. And then he said during the brass knucks, he doesn't remember Andrade handing him the brass knucks. That he was literally out. He was out. I think he, I think he came back and said he doesn't even remember. Yeah, he said like, like 90% it, of the fucking match. Yeah, he, he doesn't even remember. Which is really scary because, I mean, that fucking match went way, on, went way too yeah. long. So what he says... So he passed out, and then I think, like, I, th- I think he was passed out in the corner also. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he had, had to have been. been. Yeah, because he was, like, a dead body in that corner. So I think he admitted to two or three, but I think there was way more instances than he wants to admit to. Right. Um, well, there was sometimes, bro, when he put, like, Jay Lethal or fucking Jerry in the corner, and we were waiting for the infamous chops. When this is the thing. He would get, like, one good one, and then the rest were, like, he was, like, butterfly tapping them. Like, yeah. just. Well. We never got a woo. 
We didn't. The whole match went, and we never got a woo. And Which he is, did like a quick strut. It was like three steps, and then yeah, but it wasn't like his classic strut either. It was. It looked almost like he was like having a convulsion or something. Yeah. It, it, like he just looked off. But um, so what he says is that that he he had a, a weight in mind that he wanted to get because he wanted to look good for his last match, which doesn't really make sense because he wore a shirt the whole match. Yeah. So he was in trunks trunks and a shirt. So it's not like you could see his body. But um, he said he I can't remember what weight he said he wanted to get down to. So he said he hadn't drank any water for the two days prior to the match. What? Mm-hmm. Now think about it. He's been there since Thursday, partying. Because you know he was partying every oh, night. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he said it at the end of his match yeah. that, that Kid Rock was going to entertain him now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He even said he, he goes, uh, as soon as I go back, I'm going to get cleaned up. And me and Kid Rock are hitting. Work. Yeah. He's like, I entertain Kid Rock. So now he's going to entertain me. Yeah. I was like, no, bro. You need to go to the fucking hospital. Well, he, he even said that uh, he was back in the, the locker room and that Taker went back there and that Flair pulled out a six pack and Flair said, and, and Taker told him, he's like, no, 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 no. You're not having any beers till you at least chug two or three Gatorades. <laughs> Jesus, man. Because this guy wanted to start hitting it right away and Taker stopped him. So, anyway, if this guy's been, from what I understand, uh, vodka soda is his, his drink of choice. Yeah. If this guy's been drinking vodka soda since Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Maybe even in the Sunday. He had to, bro. He had to. You know what I mean? And he hadn't been drinking water. Dude. Why the fuck would you do that? That's probably why he fuck. Well, I mean, that makes a really good explanation on why he looks so fucking bad. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he looked nothing like those training videos. No. Nothing like those training videos. <laughs> which Which is crazy. Yeah, and... See, look, uh, this, this is a, a quote from, from Ric Flair. He says, it was all about dehydration. I had two doctors in there right away with me and everything. And Undertaker came running in. I had like six beers there. He took them out of my hand and said, you're drinking two Gatorades first. So I drank two, and that, that was all it was. I underst- underestimated the importance of keeping hydrated. That, that's a quote from Ric Flair. Jesus. Yeah. Talking about living life on the edge and everything, God, like, I I don't know what the fuck was going on in his head. I mean, did, like, nerves fucking, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know what the fuck was going on in his head. He's got people that handle him. Like, why weren't they fucking pouring water with his vodka and being like, Rick, yeah. here, drink it this way? Yeah, I mean, here, here uh, in, in this article, he says... He goes, I don't, I don't think people realize I passed out twice. What happened was my regimentation for training was so strict. I wanted my perfect weight to be like 220 going in. So the last day and a half, aside from all the work that we had planned for me to do, I didn't hydrate because I had it in my mind that I had to weigh 219. So anyway, I went to the ring at about 217. Fuck. So for a day and a half, this man didn't drink, didn't hydrate. Dude, you can't do that. Why is he cutting weight at his age? Bro? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not how you see these wrestlers and boxers, all these guys do it. 
when they're in their 20s and 30s, then it's not healthy. Here's a man in his 70s trying to pull that shit. Right. Like, dude, his brain was probably fucking gone. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, great. We have a reason to why he <laughs> he looked the way he did, but fuck. Yeah, that's not, that, yeah, that's like, not that's, the way it should have went, though. No, not at all. Like I said, it... All I wanted was some woos and some chops and yeah, like a nut punch. Give me, give me a solid five minutes of flair, bro. I would have been fucking over the moon. Yeah, I would have been like, fuck yeah, good for him. <laughs> Go out on top. So do you think maybe he does it better this time, and then we have a Ric Flair's last last match? So did you hear? <laughs> okay, well, well, no, you laugh, you laugh, but um, so the next weekend. Him and Andrade went to Puerto Rico. And um, Andrade fought uh, Carlitos. Okay. Okay. And Flair was in his corner. And Carlitos had Carlos uh, Carlos Colon in his corner, right? And so they wanted Flair to get in the ring and, you know, mix it up and do the whole thing. And Flair said, no, I, I just had my last match last weekend. I can't do that to the people. Like, you know, I can do some... Yeah. Some stuff on the side or whatever. You know, I can be Andrade's, uh, you know, ring, you know, his corner man. But, yeah, I can't get in the ring. And they're like, well, that was your last match in, in the United States. What if we have a last match in Puerto Rico? Oh, and, fuck. And so he didn't do it. Like, he, he you know, he, he was there. He was his corner man. And I guess he did some shenanigans there. But after that, Flair actually come out, came out and said, I wish that wasn't my last match. I wish I wouldn't have said that. This fucking man is crazy, bro. Yeah, he is, bro. Talking he's crazy. About, talking about living. I, he lives the way that he's always lived. Yeah, I mean. Balls to the wall and fucking on the edge. I mean, he, if if there's ever going to be a wrestler to die in the ring, it might just be fucking Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, bro, I was having flashbacks of the wrestler, like right at yeah, the ending. exactly. <laughs> when Ram Jam fucking... Goes to do his move, and I think we, I think he fucking dies in the air. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man, it's that's so. Guys, it it, it sucked, bro. Let's be honest. Yeah, it did. It I really I, did. I remember the match ended. We looked at each other, and I was like, "Bro, I gotta go home." Yeah. And the whole way home, I, I like, I just couldn't get the fucking images out of my head. I got home, and my wife was like. Oh, did you have fun? And I was like, no. And she's like, what? And and my daughter came in because you know my daughter watches wrestling with me, and she's like, oh, you went to watch Ric Flair? How was it? You know, did you put a good show? And I was like, I didn't want to talk about it. I was so upset. You know, no. um, I remember I got on Facebook and I got in the Major Figure Podcast uh, Facebook page, and I was looking at people's reactions, and I was like, yeah, this this that's not what it was supposed to be. I didn't want that. Right. I I would say 90% of the people were like that was hard to watch that that's not what that's not what we wanted. Yeah. You know and and um, Oh no, I went on to Bleacher Report right after you left. Bro, I was so flustered. I couldn't sit down. I was pacing. I just kept walking. <laughs> and because then, we, you don't know like the show ends and you did he die in the locker room? Like did they take him away to the hospital? Like what happened? Right? Bro, I was literally waiting for TMZ 
or fucking Bleacher Report to post up and say Ric Flair passes away after his last match. Dude, it's so funny. I, I, I was on Twitter, Instagram. I was looking at Ric Flair's uh, accounts. I was looking at Charlotte's accounts. I was looking at Andrade's accounts. I was looking at the um, the um, Fight TV because they're the one who promoted it. I was like, all, all the fucking dirt sheet guys. I was just, just give me something that says he's okay. Yeah. That I, I just wanted someone to post be like, you know, Ric Flair's last match, he got taken to the hospital or he's okay and a picture of him afterwards, you know, sitting there, anything. Right. Because I, I honestly thought this is not good. No. S- something bad's going to happen. I mean, just the way, I mean, the last image, <laughs> excuse me, almost one of the last images that we had when... Like we said, bro, when Andrade was holding him and you're like, bro, his mouth's open. His mouth's open. Yeah. Like, you, it won't close. And, like, to me, I was just like, well, fuck, is he sucking for air? Or, like, I mean, he'll, like, it's almost like when you see someone, like, in a fucking coma. Mm-hmm. Or they have a fucking tube in their mouth. That's how they fucking look when they're on life support. Or, like, when you know, like, when you have your friend that's been drinking all night and you just, like, literally drag him back to their, back to their house and leave him, in, you know, yeah. in their bed and they're just kind of there. That's what he looked like. like yeah, he, literally. He like, dead man walking. Yeah. Oh, bro. So, like, I was just walking, like, back and forth inside the house. Like, I even took Mercy outside and I'm like, we got to go outside. I need some fucking air. So, like, I walked her around the block a little bit. I literally, bro, picked up the phone and I called my boy Miguel. Cause he's, you know, he's he likes to keep his ear on wrestling. You know, he, he's not as hardcore as we are. But when I was talking to him and telling him, he's just like, bro, maybe you shouldn't have watched that one. <laughs> and <I'll>, I, I gotta <laughs> agree. And like he couldn't even believe what I was telling him. So I think I triggered him. And like I mean, he went out there and started searching and shit like that. But yeah, it was just fucking. Yeah. I mean, bro, we. So you've got to meet Ric Flair a couple of times before I did, but we yeah. came off such a high note in meeting him at WrestleCon. Yeah, I've I've met him now four or five times. I've met him. Yeah, and, and, and the first time I met him was almost ten years ago when he was before his health incident, right? Right. So I met him t- twice, twice or three times before he had his his health incident. Where he was still woo Ric Flair, and he would walk in the room, and everyone would woo at him, and he'd woo back, and like it was still Flair, yeah. And he still had that sparkle in his eye, and and then after his health incident, he, as much as he tries, it's not the same, yeah. But he's still there, he's still cognizant, you know. He still ha- you could still see that personality, you know. So yeah, like you said, we met him at WrestleCon. We're coming off that high of like. Sweet, we got to meet Flair because honestly, like, um, how many more times are you going to be able to see Flair? Yeah, you know, because exactly. the, the way he's going, and whether you're a fan of his or not, like, even if you don't think he's the best, he's the top. Yeah, right. Like, I understand some people aren't old enough to have seen Flair in his glory days, the Four Horsemen, you know, legit Four Horsemen days. And, you know, there's people who grew up on The Rock and Stone Cold. And so by the time you, a, a person of that age, sees the Ric Flair, it was it was almost a cartoon version of Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but me, who I grew up on Ric Flair and, and the Four Horsemen and, and their rivalry with the, with the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes and 
Ricky Steamboat and Nikita Koloff and fighting Sting and all yeah. that. Like, bro, fuck. Like, that's why I love him. You yeah. know what I mean? No, he's not athletic like the guys today doing all these crazy stunts. But the fucking promos he cut, the the shit he did, like, he was so – he was such a heel that people loved him and he turned into a babyface because people loved what a bad guy he was. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so the the I remember the first time I met him, like, I was freaking out, bro. I legit – You were like I was. Yeah, like – I just, I was just like, sir, it's an honor. You are my childhood. Like, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you put your body through. Like, you are wrestling to me. I mean, like, I was like just gushing over the man. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, because yeah, I mean, he he is like, there's there's only two other people that I can like that I would be like, wow, and that's the Road Warriors. Yeah. You, you were with me when I got to meet Road Warrior Animal, even though it was virtual. Yep. Dude, how was I? I was fucking freaking out too, yep. right? I was like a little bitch just fucking fumbling <laughs> over my words. Yeah. You know, I never had the chance to meet Hawk, obviously. Um, but, like, yeah. It's, so, to me, like, yeah, I know Flair's kind of a scumbag. And, and we all know the personal stories about him on the plane and the way he treated women and right. he was living the gimmick, man. Like, you know what I mean? He was Ric Flair on and off screen. Yeah. And I get that. And nowadays you can't do that kind of shit. Yeah. And I get that. Right. But for a kid growing up in the eighties, that's who you wanted to be. Right. Oh you, yeah. You wanted to be the, the limousine riding jet flying son of a gun. Right. And Bro. I mean, Ric Flair is, he's flashy. I mean, even when he would cut his promos, like in the early days, I mean, he was the dude with the with the feathered hair, mm-hmm. the aviators on. He was rocking his colors. You always had the title on him. I mean, and like you said, he could cut a promo. Like he grabs your attention. Like, oh yeah, what the fuck? Like you know, this guy's got a gimmick. Now, I mean, it's Ric Flair mania. We got the Indianapolis Colts fucking ending their game with a <laughs> give me a two stomps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. He's doing fucking uh, rap videos, rap videos with Macklemore. I some fucking rapper. I don't know who the fuck he is. Then who's but the, the Rip Flair drip song. Yeah, and, the Rip yeah. Flair drip song. I mean, bro, it's like it. it <laughs> he's 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 transcended wrestling. He's he's a pop culture icon. He is. You know what I mean? So, like I said, for for all those that you want to say, oh, The Rock, Stone Cold, or a Kenny Omega, yeah, or. You know, whatever. Yeah. A Hogan or what, whoever your favorite is and whoever you think your all-time greats are. Ric Flair is the man. Yeah. Right? He like, is. <laughs> like, and if you were lucky enough to, to experience it and, and like, there is no doubt. Yeah. There is no doubt. And res- I respect all the other guys that have come after him and have done... Because I can say this, Ric Flair is the best professional wrestler. Are there better sports entertainers? Yes. Yes. Because that's a totally different ball game. You know what I mean? But when it comes to professional wrestling, Ric Flair, as far as cutting promos, as far as like what he did in the ring, what he made you feel. Yeah. Like he's the man. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so to see him go out this way, it fucking hurt. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't seen it. And it fucking, it stuck with me for days. Because I was like, yeah, it, it, it just hurt. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I was like, man, that, that, that man was the greatest. And now he's not even a shell of himself. He's, right. It, it was it was hard to watch, and um, I I really hope he doesn't ever <laughs> go back in the ring. I mean, I'm all about him being in somebody's corner, yeah. and coming out and cutting a por- promo, and you know, doing some shady shit. Yeah, or, maybe, maybe you know. as someone grows by grabbing a leg, yeah. or throwing the nuts to somebody, or whatever. Right, right. I, I'm okay with that. Right, but please don't ever get in the ring. Please don't ever put yourself in harm's way. And, you know, I just hope he stays healthy long enough to where hopefully I get to meet him again one more time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, that's, I hope that was it. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, I, I, I don't think there's anything that I can say different from, from what you had to say. It was, I don't, I don't want that to be my last memory or my last, like the match that I always kept in my head that I wanted the last to be or the last match that I've ever seen was the match between him and HBK. Mm-hmm. It was such a great match. You get the iconic, I love you, I'm sorry from HBK. Super kick, match is over. Ric Flair cries, you know, out of the ring and all that. Um, this one, like I said in the beginning, it was such a tough pill. to. Sw- I, I almost felt like it was a fucking handful of pills. It wasn't even yeah. one. And I almost think fucking Ric Flair reached into that pill box that I had that I was saying that I was taking and, you know what I mean, dabbed a little bit. But it was, uh, it was, it, it's not, a, it's not a memory that I want to keep. I kind of almost want to just fucking hit the delete button and get that out of my brain. Um, I'm hoping he redeems himself, not getting back in the ring though or doing anything like that. But like you said, maybe cut some promos. You know, help out, uh, you know, grab a foot, throw the knucks, uh, a low blow here. Um, but, yeah, just no more fucking wrestling, Rick. Like, yeah. that, that's you, – you put the nail in the coffin, let it rest. <laughs> almost literally. <laughs> yeah, almost literally. Like, he almost jumped in before he hit the nail. Yeah. But, yeah, just, um, just let it go. Like I said uh, – I, I've been searching, and I wanted to see if like Undertaker's done any interviews or McFoley like where they've talked about it. I don't know if they will. I, I, you know, at some point I just stopped looking. You know, um, I happened to catch uh, the quotes that Ric Flair made on his podcast. Just happened to come across my Facebook, so that's that's why I, I took screenshots, and so I, you know, so I could reference them, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> I really don't. I'm I'm over it, and, and I, I I don't want to hear from him for a while, and let, hopefully he just goes away and gets some rest. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, – so, guys, we don't want to leave the podcast on such a sour note or just, uh, you know, uh, end it on the sadness. But like I said, you know, Sal and I have a lot of great memories of Ric Flair. We've um, – we talk about him all the time. Um, guys, you hear it from 
Mercy. I mean, she even does the woo. So my dog is invested with Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm invested with Ric Flair. Sal's invested with Ric Flair. Guys, we love Ric Flair. We really do. Um, this one was just something that was almost uh, traumatizing to us. Yeah, you know? I mean, after the match, we said we got to record a uh, an episode, but let's let's give it some time and so we can process it. Because, yeah, yeah, it. it I we don't I, I hope we don't sound like we're being dramatic about this. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like it it was like it, it it took me a couple days to just kind of process it all and and then when you told me like hey we should do a podcast I was like all oh, right bro I looked at you I was like we're doing a podcast yeah. <laughs> we're doing an episode about this yeah <laughs> so and, and it even feels good talking about it right now oh you know yeah what I mean? but um yeah I love Ric Flair. And I've luckily I've got way more good memories attached to them than this. So, <laughs> so let's let's end the podcast on a good note, Sal. So give me give me a couple of great memories that you have of Ric Flair, whether it be a match, uh, you personally meeting him, or something you admired about him. What like give give me well, a couple of things. I mean, you played it earlier. That that's the most iconic promo, right? The the jet flying, limousine riding, you know, son of a gun promo. And so that, when I think of Ric Flair, that's who I think of, right? That the, the fucking guy in the suits with the sunglasses, cutting those crazy promos. There, there's nothing better than that. Um, like I said, growing up, my favorite tag team were the Road Warriors. And they were arch enemies of the Four Horsemen. Right, right, which was kind of weird because I, like, I love the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair, but I love the Road Warriors. So it was like, okay, when the Road Warriors weren't going against the Four Horsemen, you know, I was well, actually, I was always the Road Warriors. Whether, but when it would go against the Four Horsemen, it was like I was just in it for the match. Right. So to me, there's nothing better than than the two war games where they went against each other. You know, the original war games. You know, when it was um the road warriors and dusty and ellering and then um was it nikita i think was it with him in that one can't remember um but they fought you know twice right in war games so that that'll always be a big favorite of mine big memory obviously uh flare steamboat flare sting that was always that was a great match um there's a match between flare and hawk that's a great match so um as far as in-ring stuff, because, I mean, I didn't really watch Flair once he went to the WWF. I, I really didn't. You know, I know he's, and I've talked to you about it to where, like, I stopped watching wrestling in 2000, whenever, was it 2001 when uh, WWF bought out WCW? Mm-hmm. I threw in the fucking towel. I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. You know, I was over it. So I didn't watch the whole, uh, where he was with Triple H and Randy Orton and, uh, Batista, the Evolution, or what Ev- were they called? Yeah, Evolution, or uh, yeah, Evolution. Right? That was Evolution. Yeah, so like I, I don't, I don't know any of that. I don't even know the HBK against Flair match. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't watch any of that. I, I, my memories of Flair in the wrestling ring are way before that. Yeah. Um. So those, th- those are my. That's what stays ingrained with me because, like I said, by the time. He got that far down the road. He was just a caricature of himself that wasn't really him. Right. Um, and then, like I said, just meeting him 
the first time I met him, I was just gushing all over him. That was in San Antonio. Then I met him at Albuquerque Comic Con. Um, again, I got uh, his autograph in the picture. He was he was a really nice man. And then I met him again in San Antonio, right after he had just recovered from the hospital. And then he was there with Wendy, and I just went up to him and I, I said, "Sir, you gave us all of a big scare." Yeah. And he just looked at he looked at me and he goes, "I gave myself a scare." <laughs> and he looked at Wendy and he said. Thank God for this lady. If it wasn't for her, I'd be dead. Yeah. He wasn't having her having her by my side in the hospital and, and making sure I got through it. And so it was very cool to just have that very real moment with him. I mean, I know that maybe that sounds stupid, but like for him to like break out of character and just be like you know, like he said, like he was scared. And yeah. if it wasn't for her, you know, he didn't know where he'd be. Right. So for him to break out of character just for that that split moment that little bit of a conversation that it meant a lot to me you know what i mean and then um yeah then meeting him again here at wrestlecon it was it was cool because we went as a group yeah and so to see your reaction was cool to me because like i said by then it was my fourth or fifth time meeting him i can't remember there might have been another place i met him um and I've got a ton. I mean, I've got autographed pictures. I've got autographed Funkos. I've got, I've got all, so, so many autographs of him. So to get another one wasn't a huge deal. So to be there to see you meet him for the first <laughs> time was cool for me because it made me remember my first time. Yeah, you know, and just I remember you were like, "Dude, yes," <laughs> you know, like check check that, you know, check it off the bucket list. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, yeah, I would say those those are. Uh, my memories of him and you know what 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 will always stick with me this match won't stick with me yeah though th- that's the kind of stuff that's going to stick with me right on that's um so for me i got a couple um number 1 is jet flying limousine riding i mean the dude could talk the dude could rock a mic i don't know what it is with me but i've always been one to cheer for the bad guys i'm just drawn to them um so when I saw this, when I saw this guy cutting this promo and just going off, like I was just like, "Fuck, this dude's amazing!" Because mm-hmm. the the lines that he cuts, you almost want to repeat them. You know what I mean? Like I said, you you hear everybody knows the woo. Um, the way this guy would come into a ring, he didn't need the fucking belt wrapped around him. The way he would walk in and draw the attention. I mean, he could. I mean, all the shit that he does is is absolutely amazing. The 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 music, the way he comes into the ring, the robes, um, the matches. One of the things that I loved about him is he was so off the wall, fucking entertaining. He would take a hit and he would make a full fucking circle around the ring and then dive yeah. nose first. Yeah. Or when he hits the turnbuckle, Flips goes over, over the it. ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are all iconic things that you don't see anybody else do the way he does. Exactly. Most people don't even try to do it because they know that's a, that's a flair thing. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the other great thing, obviously, getting, getting to meet him. He fucking completely caught me off guard when he looked up and he saw my hoodie. And he's like, that's a, that's a, 
that's a nice hoodie. And I'm just like, uh, like, I didn't even know what to fucking say. I was starstruck. Um, and then the other great thing is he blessed me with my baby doll, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So, you know, he, he put that beautiful, that beautiful thing out there. And, uh, you know, she's rocking the WWE right now. Um, I don't like that. Andrade is rocking it right now, but you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I got I got to pick and choose my battles. But um, all in all, Ric Flair has been one of the greatest wrestlers that I've ever watched out of my whole. I mean, I've been fucking watching wrestling probably over thirty years, and uh, I mean, he's just he's just an awesome dude. I mean, even even to this day, like I said, it's Ric Flair mania, and just to see. The excitement from other people when they see him or the quotes or, you know, I I talk to fans that aren't or like I talk to people that aren't huge fans like you and I are. But the moment, you know, you say Ric Flair's name like they know everyone hits the woo. Yeah, everybody hits the woo. Yeah. Or they'll do the walk or, you know what I mean? This guy is just uh, he's iconic all around. And and we love him here on the Funko, the Funkaholics podcast, guys. I'm, I'm getting kind of uh, choked up here. Uh, just talking about him and thinking about all the great memories. But don't let this podcast, don't let this episode look at it like as if we were bashing him or anything. We were just kind of getting our feelings out there on the table, kind of getting that bad memory out of our heads. And uh, we're talking about what scared us. You know what I mean? And this is two huge fans, people. And like I said, if you know if you're a huge fan and you watch it, you know exactly where we're coming from. If you don't, I encourage you just to check out the highlights. Don't watch the whole thing; just check out the highlights. <laughs> uh, Sal, before we close out the show, anything that you wanna you wanna leave the fans with? Uh, but just just like you always say, we talk about what we love. We love wrestling. We love Ric Flair. And even though it didn't go down the way. Uh, we expected, you know, it was still entertaining in the end. The, the the match in general, the whole card in general was great. You know, the the final match wasn't what we expected, but um, yeah, we we love Ric Flair, so we're gonna talk about what we love, and that's why we had to make sure we recorded this episode. Absolutely, couldn't have said it better, ladies and gentlemen. That is the Funkaholics podcast, guys. We're talking coupons right now. Who wants to save money in the times that we're living in, right? Well, guess what, guys? The Funkaholics have a coupon. That's FunkaholicsPod at Popple.com. So it's F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S, one word, P-O-D, second word. Put that coupon code in when you check out at Popple.com. Get you some merch. Get you some swag. Get you a discount. Who doesn't love discounts? Guys, Popple.com is your provider to promote your podcast, your social media, your store, whatever the fuck you want to put out there to show people, Popple.com has you covered, guys. They have bracelets. They've got lanyards. They'll put your fucking logo on there. I've got one. The Pup- the Funkaholics podcast new logo with Mercy is legit. And it's on there. Mercy's strutting like Ric Flair right now just because (laughs) her face is all over the fucking place. Right. So, guys, go out there. Use that code. Help out our podcast. Also, guys, 
We are everywhere now. We're Stitcher, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us that five-star rating. It does so much for us. But also, guys, just share, love, let them know. This is the fucking podcast that talks about what they fucking love. I am excited. I'm ready to close out. And what better way to close it out with Ric Flair than a quote from the man himself? Space Mountain may be the oldest ride in the park, but it has the longest line. Woo! We love you, Ric Flair. That's all we got for you today, guys. We will be back very soon.